Getting the best deal this Halloween can be tougher than sleeping on the rocks at Exile Island. So do what I do and shop on Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support. Rob has a podcast when you start your Amazon shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon or check out the Halloween homepage on Amazon by clicking the banner on the homepage of robhasawebsite.com or by going to robhasawebsite.com slash Halloween. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Surviving no way to Yes, that's right. Survivor Know-It-Alls are here with you on a Wednesday night, believe it or not, for the first time of the season here in week three. We are live here on October 8th, 9.15 p.m. on the East Coast. Stephen Fishback and boy, what a night for Survivor, Stephen. Rob, it's great. It's great to be here with you. I, I gotta be honest, doing it, doing it not live, kind of a letdown. Really, the live <laughs> podcast a was so cool that now this, this kind of sucks. Where is Randy Rice to play us on? Yeah, I, if I'm if I don't have a live guitarist who's like playing me, like who's like leading me into the podcast, I'm I'm missing out. This is not this is not sufficient. Anyway, very very fun last week. If you didn't see it or uh, missed or only heard the audio, you could watch the whole video of the show up on our YouTube channel at robisawebsite.com/slash/youtube. But a big night for Survivor, a big night for the Survivor Know It Alls, a big night for New York, Stephen. It was a big night for New York. Nothing has been the same ever since that night. Nothing has been the same. Up is down. <laughs> down is up. John Rocker is the latest player voted out of Survivor. And Stephen Fishback, at this time, uh, still scheduled to do an exit interview with John Rocker tomorrow morning. I have not gotten word that John Rocker is canceling a press tour. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's good. You know, like he might he might punch you in the mouth. He could. Um, is this is this a friend was asking me, Rob, Rob, is this the earliest someone has ever been voted out with an idol? Boy, the earliest somebody's ever been voted out with the idol. That's a good trivia question. And it I'm going to say it might be John Rocker. Yeah, I'm going to say so. I'm going to say that it is, but I cannot confirm that at this time. But I'm sure somebody can before we are off the air here tonight, live on a Survivor Know It All's Wednesday. So we've got a lot to do, a big blind side to talk about. Got to break down everything with John Rocker. Who was this the right move for? Who was it the wrong move for besides John Rocker? So plenty to do <laughs> here tonight in our uh, live Know It All's. And plus, we're going to be taking your questions along the way. Of course, that's why, uh, you know, if we can't be all together in one room, we can all be together online and taking your questions here in the chat room on robinswebsite.com. It's the virtual living room. The virtual living room. The interactive living room. Interactive living room. Shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> um, but seriously, what an episode. You know, I think we all felt like John Rocker, you know, huge character for the show. Huge player. Not in this, always the smartest way, but, uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of fun to hate. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed that he's gone. You know, I mean, as much as everyone was happy to see John Rocker, the bigot, voted out. 
I'm, I'm kind of bummed out. Me too, because I feel like he was going to give us nothing but good TV all along the way, and I feel like it was sort of a loss to lose him. While I'm sure uh, he's not the greatest guy that you'd want to hang out with or anything like that, I think we're going to lose. So he really was not being a horrible person on Survivor. I mean, we've seen we've had worse Survivor players as far as judging only the three hours of television that we saw. Some of his best allies are gay, Rob. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. As he said, as he said. Right. Um, so the, let's get into it. Let's hold get, on. Hold ahead, on, Stephen. First off, the chat room is blowing up. How quickly we forget. Garrett wow. last season was oh, voted Garrett. out quicker. Wow. Yes. I did that. It is quickly forgotten. Wow. I liked Garrett too. Yeah. Yes. Um, so hmm. Garrett was the first earliest person voted out with an idol. Of course, uh, we're going to be taking your questions here live tonight on a, after this uh, big blind side. We've got Twitter open and uh, Scott St. Pierre is monitoring all of your tweets. Hashtag RHAP plus also on our YouTube channel at Rob has a website dot com slash YouTube. Here's what's coming up tomorrow. Big, big day. John Rocker interview still scheduled for tomorrow morning. Going to talk with John Rocker, see what he has to say about all of this. And then we'll do the big podcast with uh, Todd Herzog. Winner, oh, wow. That's uh, awesome. winner of Survivor China. Uh, he's been through a lot in the past year. Going to talk to him about his take on Survivor, whether he would play and keep John Rocker around on his tribe, or would he want to uh, get rid of him? Plus, we'll talk and take your voicemails with our good friend Antonio Mazzaro is going to join us. And a uh, little secret, it's Antonio's birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, Antonio. Happy birthday, Antonio. So get your voicemails in, everybody. Rob has a website.com slash voicemail or 323-282-RHAP. Steven. Rob, I need to know, before we get into it, is my video stuttery? You look a little bit video stuttery to me. Do I look crystal clear to you? You look clear to me. I'm hearing some people in the chat room saying that my screen is blurry, but sometimes, uh, you know. You're a little blurry. It's a little blurry. I don't know. Steven, it could be the Survivor Know-It-All's curse, like what happened when we interviewed Tony. (laughs) <laughs> what happened? I don't even remember that. What was the curse? It was, it was, it was, curse? was the color was wonky anyway. But for the oh. people who are listening to the audio version, they say the screen looks fine. Okay, <laughs> exactly. They say it looks it um, looks perfect. So, so vote, voting voting out John Rocker is an interesting decision, right? Because well, who, who who should we talk about this? Whose perspective should we talk about this from? Is it, do we talk about it from Josh's perspective? Yeah, like let's Josh talk about the, it from Josh's perspective, because he was really the one that controlled the action. And I would like to hear your take on, did you like the move from a Josh perspective? So Josh's perspective is, let's, let's, let's like lay the groundwork for where Josh is right now, right? Josh is an alliance of five guys. Five guys? Yeah, it's him, Rocker, um, uh, Alec, right. uh, Wes, Dale. and Dale. And so they're basically running the tribe, and everyone thinks they're super tight with Josh. Meanwhile, Josh has this side alliance with Baylor, who in Josh's mind is his number one. But like, I actually really want to talk to you about this whole Josh-Baylor relationship a little bit later, because I feel like Josh, like this might be a real blind, blind spot for Josh. But um, from his perspective, like Rocker is leading this charge to take out Baylor, who's his number one ally. So I think this is actually not a bad move from Josh's perspective. You know, on the one hand, he's saving who he thinks is his top ally. Um, on the second hand, you know, he's he's eliminating an idol from the game. And, you know, as he said, like Rocker has no no inclination to share the idol with him. And on the third hand, you know, Rocker has said bigoted homophobic remarks. And so, like, you know, if you if someone is not really strategically that useful to you 
and they might be distasteful to you personally, like then you've got a good excuse to get rid of them. And I think, you know, the fact that Josh really did, you know, strategy, I think, was the driver for Josh, not that sort of personal, uh, you know, re- revulsion. But I, d- I do think that was sort of the, the deal maker. So many different things to unpack from that. Uh, let's just uh, take it piece by piece. Would the better move for Josh have been to do what he did or to get the votes onto bail onto Jacqueline instead of Baylor? Well, so the ja- Jacqueline's an interesting idea, like because Jacqueline is sort of Baylor's other kind of out. Purple right? Jacqueline. So- yeah, and clearly Jacqueline, not the smartest player. We should talk about her, no. her uh, tribal council uh, like flummox a little bit later. Um, but uh, but but uh, that's that's interesting. I mean, but that that like presupposes that like any like the votes could be directed any way, right? Like so for for Josh, he like targets, um, you know, he gets the guys together to target Rocker. He makes a good case, you know. This is our opportunity to get Rocker out. You know, he's got an idol there. You can make the strategically necessary case to get rid of Rocker. But how do you make that case to get rid of Jacqueline? Right. She's probably performing better than Baylor is in the challenges. Um, You know, if without sort of like outing his relationship with with um, Baylor. Yeah, it would be very, very tricky. So I feel like maybe this was the only move that Josh had. And I totally understand why he did it. He wants to keep Baylor around, who's almost like an extra vote for him. So it it makes a lot of sense, I feel like, for Josh. Plus, Rocker has the idol. And plus, as you brought up, that he finds him also personally distasteful uh, in terms of, of the stuff that came to light. Although, in fairness to John Rocker, you know, I almost feel bad that it was a lot of hearsay where nobody yeah. could sort of like go on Wikipedia and know exactly what he said, but they just knew he said something bad. And that was enough for a lot of the people that were out there. Well, he did say bad, like, you know, the, the things were legitimately bigoted, right? I mean, it was a long time ago. You can say maybe he's grown and maybe he's changed since then. Um, it was it was a long time ago. But, you know, Jeremy, though, wasn't just talking about one remark, right? He was talking about his whole persona and his whole career. Yeah. Again, like, you know, being somebody who has the Internet in front of in front of me, I could tell you that, you know, a lot of the things that they said were not exactly accurate. So it's sort of unfair to be in that situation on Survivor. But I guess that's sort of the bed that you make when you say these sorts of things and then you go out onto Survivor. But the thing that I thought was really interesting was as I was watching the episode, I was sort of like, well, why would they do what the other tribe wants them to do when the other tribe, <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, when, yeah. when the other tribe is like, vote out rocker, do it, do it, stand up to it. And I'm like, well, why would you ever do what the other tribe wants you to do? But then it sort of hit me that it's blood versus water. And these are right. their family, members, family members telling them yeah. to do you, what to do. So this isn't right. like the it's sort not of, their opponents. It, it's not yeah. the situation where it's the other tribe is telling you, hey, vote out this person. Uh, and you're like, hell no. It's like you're on the prices, right? And you're looking to the audience. It's like, what do we do? Like nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a different oh, situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You look to the, you look to your loved ones to give you advice on what to do. I mean, and to be fair, like the argument was not really a strategic, I mean, it was somewhat a strategic argument, right? Like, oh, he's running the tribe. You got to make a stand. But really, it was ultimately uh, a moral argument, right? It was like, this guy is a bad guy. We should not want him out here. And I do think like that that can become, you know, a rallying cry that sort of supersedes strategy. And like, honestly, like it, it, it's, it feels like what blood versus water does in general is bring back the sort of pure emotion of survivor. And I think this is kind of part of that because, you know, like, 
usually in, in recent seasons, when someone is a horrible human being, like the immediate go-to is like, oh, that means I want them next to me at the end. You know, you have Nayanka who like everyone is like desperate to take to the, to the finals. Um, but, but, but here with, uh, with rocker, like, you know, people were saying like, let's get this guy out. Like we don't want him here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, really interesting to see exactly how that became such a big factor in, with this decision tonight. Now, how bad of a decision do you think this was for Wes and for Alec? Right. Cause rocker was like a solid guy with Wes and Alec. And now they're kind of like losing their anchor, like their connection to sort of like the real core of the tribe of the tribe dynamic. Like what do they gain? You know, Wes and Alec are two like pretty muscular athletic guys. And rocker is this, you know, real magnet for attention, for criticism. He's going to be a big guy at the merge. He's going to be a big target. I think it is a, a net bad decision for Wes and Alec. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. Stephen, the thing I couldn't get out of my mind as I was watching this was the parallels between this and the first blood versus water and ultimately the parallel between John Rocker and Brad Culpepper. And just think think about this, the episode where Brad Culpepper ended up going home. So that tribe that he was on, the loved ones tribe, okay, when they got down to six people. It was right. Brad Culpepper, and then he had the alliance with the other with the other guys, um, yeah. and so it was it was Brad Culpepper, Vetus, Hayden, and Caleb, and they had sort of like a guys thing, yeah. and then you had the two women there in Sierra and Katie, and then you had of course in the same exact way Brad Culpepper was such a lightning rod at the tribal yeah. council or I'm sorry at Redemption Island in that season where people were like boo Brad Culpepper vote out Brad. Yeah, Candace was like F you Brad Culpepper F you Brad Culpepper now, that wasn't the other tribe but that was the people that were already voted out of the game were, right. were calling out Brad Culpepper so again and she was the other tribe though you know I mean ultimately she was out of the game but she was like part of the other tribe yes but John was also out of the game uh, yeah. at that at that point I think right yeah, but you're right. But you're right. Like Tyson was like, you know, getting into like cursing matches with him. And, you know, just like Brad, you know, just like um, John was saying, uh, Natalie looks like a, a girl or a boy. You know, Tyson looks like a girl. Mm-hmm. So there's some parallels there, too. And also another interesting parallel is that it was Caleb was the one that ended up flipping his vote. And now he didn't end up having it as premeditated as Josh did, where Josh ended up like working this all out ahead of time. But Caleb was the one who ultimately switched to vote with the women and then forced uh, Vetus to switch his vote at tribal council. And that's how Brad Culpepper goes out in almost the same exact spot in the game. These two guys who were very, very similar and had very similar downfalls in the game. So is this a lesson to all like future professional athletes to like watch out for the gay member of their tribe? <laughs> well, I think it's more of a lesson. I don't know exactly what the parallel is uh, with having the gay person being the one who is sort of leading the charge to switch the votes. But I will say that I think that if you are a former professional athlete, you cannot just come into the game and sort of just, you know, lead with your chin and just like, you know, just be like, ah, just like beast mode your way through Survivor. It does, right. does not work in that way. Not for a formal professional athlete, nor for anybody else. Nor for anybody else, right. Uh, Jeff Kent, that's not how he played the game. He was able to get further, and if it wasn't for some circumstances that ended up happening with him, he might have even been able to go further into the game. Yeah, no, Jeff Kent was a rare breed of a professional athlete. That being said, he wasn't totally outed as a professional athlete like uh, Rocker and, and Culpepper. Right. True. True. So, so like in terms of like, what about, what about this, uh, this tribal council, you know? So what, what, what are the, like, 
it really seemed like Jeff was upset. You know, Jeff, I, feel, I felt like, so, so the big moment, right, everyone is like, you know, it feels like Jeff, is, you know, knows what's about to happen, right? He, he's kind of like directing the, 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 the conversation to like John Rocker's role in the tribe and what he means for the other people. And then he says to Jacqueline, right? Yes. Like, uh, are you worried, right? Or Yeah. Terrible. And so, and, and a, a disaster. Like, walk me through this, Rob. What is Jacqueline thinking at this point? What, what is her thought process? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I cannot verify that she is thinking at this point because uh, no. Jeff is asking her these questions about, so, uh, you know, what do you think? Is it going to be, <laughs> uh, are the guys sticking together here? And she's like, well, actually, Jeff, uh, there's been some conversations and uh, I think that uh, there could be some, so the guys could be coming to their senses about some things. And Jeff's like, oh, really? Tell me about this plan that could potentially save John Rocker now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Jeff like seizes on this, you know. He's like, "Yeah, Wes, doesn't this make you nervous as a guy in the Guys Alliance that maybe something's about to blindside you?" And he only asks Wes because he can't ask John in good faith. Right, right. Uh, so it's Rob, yes. Yeah, I know we're having a little bit some uh connection. Lost you? I think I might have lost you. No, I'm still I'm still here, Stephen. I know we're having some uh, connection issues uh, tonight. I'm not sure exactly uh, what what's going what's going on. It's it's almost as if the universe is saying that we should only do the shows live from now on. And maybe, maybe one day yeah. that will be the case. Yeah, this is your, your mom is like messing with the internet connection. Mom! I would love that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. But anyway, so uh, go, just going back to the, uh, this discussion with Jacqueline about whether or not uh, what she should have been saying, uh, who do you think had to do the most damage control here? Was it Wes or was it Josh? I thought Wes did a good job. I thought Josh really did a good job because Josh like basically shut down the conversation. He's like, well, I guess some people. So what did Wes say? Can you remind me what Wes said? Uh, So Jeff asked Wes the question about how Wes, does that concern you? Uh, That she, you know, and and he says, nope, not really because my alliance has a, has a game plan here and we're going along, we're going along with the game plan. So uh, we're, we're sticking into the plan. So that was a pretty good shutdown. But then I felt like, and then he like, Jeff, Jeff is not about to like lose this moment. He's like, well, Josh, like, what do you think? I don't have Steven right this second. Hopefully we can get him back. Uh, so I will go ahead, assuming that we are, we are still going. Uh, I can take some questions here until Steven ends up getting back. All right. Uh, here's a question from uh, Peter Collins, who says that he wants to know, uh, can't wait. I think that the Rockers team is going to lose again and Jacqueline is going home. Uh, no, that is not that is not what happened. That is not what happened at all uh, during the council. Uh, then uh, we have a question here from uh, Reality Comp Nerd. And uh, Reality Comp Nerd says, uh, what should Julie have done when she returned to camp, clearly isolating herself and crying uh, was not it. You know, the thing about the thing about Julie with the crying thing, um, you know, it was almost as if that she did not realize uh, what was going on in terms of how bad things were uh, for for her. She was only crying for John Rocker. Yeah, Stephen, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened again. Uh, things things don't seem like there are night as far as the uh, technical concerns are going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. But now, now it's all fixed. I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Stephen, one of the things that we were uh, we're getting getting into, I jumped into some some of the uh, questions uh, from tonight was Julie's reaction to how John Rocker was uh, was was then uh, sort of being, uh, you know, discussed by her tribe and she came back and she was very very upset about all of this um right and she really was upset about it not from the perspective of boy this is bad for my game she seemed very right. upset about john rocker's game i mean to be fair you know like this is her this is her man right like this is her like long-term relationship like I, you don't want to hear anyone who you're you know in love with being like just cursed out like that no uh, obviously she didn't do a great job of handling herself what do you think do you think this i feel like julie got a lot of camera time here in a way that maybe you wouldn't give someone who didn't do well in the game camera time yeah you know the thing that i had liked about julie was that i liked that she seemed like she was going to be cutthroat and not be sort of you know attached at the hip to john rocker and the problem for me is that it seemed like she was actually very uh attached to john rocker yeah, we can't. Ha- no one, no one is perfect, Rob. You know, I feel like we. It's easy to get into this like mentality of like, well, this is the strategic person, and this is the person who's tough, and this is the person who's this. Uh, and uh, you know, we we've we all got flaws. You know, even you know, even Julie has flaws. And that's actually what I want to talk about with Josh and Baylor at some point, where uh, you know, I I think we have this narrative now of Josh forming, where like he's a strategic guy and he's doing everything very deliberately and very rationally, but uh, you know he's got this total blind spot with Baylor where he keeps on saying Baylor is my number one ally. I totally trust Baylor. I have to say Baylor and Baylor is always like, I don't know if I can trust Josh, you know, and even at tribal council, she had like a confessional, like people are making alliances and they don't seem to know what alliances mean. You know, earlier in the episode, she had this confessional, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, I can trust anybody anymore. I'm up for grabs. So like, I don't think Josh has realized that all of like letting Baylor kind of hang out there a little bit, um, has actually might have like really fractured that relationship. Yeah, the Baylor thing is very, very interesting because Josh seems like he, you know, Baylor is a big part of my of his plan. He's willing to move heaven and earth to keep Baylor around. And Baylor is just, you know, just trying to stick around in the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the fact that like Josh was so cavalier about letting votes get cast on Baylor, like in Josh's mind, it was like a great strategic move. But, you know, it's terrifying to get votes cast on you, you know, and, and it, I think it really has shaken Baylor and maybe in, in a way that like she, she may not ever like regain that confidence in Josh. Has Josh gotten lucky in that how his tribe has reacted to his changing of the votes uh, in the first two <laughs> tribal councils? Because uh, there was some question after the first tribal council or the second tribal council of who was the person that switched their vote. And Josh is like, yeah, that was me. That was yeah. me. I did it. But Rocker looks worse, right? Because the reason Josh switched his vote is that he got like he got Rocker sent that like Rocker had like convinced Val to switch her vote or whatever, right? Well, you're right. I think that the Josh thing ends up kind of being masked by when they go to Redemption Island or Exile Island or I'm sorry, Hero Arena even. Sorry about that. (laughs) They go to Hero Arena and they talk about, well, Val wasn't I want to say something to Jeremy. And this was, I I thought, uh, one of Rocker's worst moves in the game. Yeah. And so he says, uh, uh, you know, I just got to say something to Jeremy. And I talked about this with Penner of like, what is the move for rocker? How does he go to Jeremy and say, look, man, I tried, but I couldn't do it. And what I said right. with Penner was, cause you can't just blurt it out. 
at the right. Hero Arena. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you're not going to be able to have that one on one moment. But right. no, John Rocker can and will blurt that out. <laughs> yeah, he even said like earlier in the episode, like, man, my guy alliance would be pissed at me if they found out what I did with Val. Then in Hero Arena, he's like, hey, here's what I did with Val, Jeremy. My alliance, they were the jerks. They were out to get Val. I did my best to save her, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Like what? What an amazing, amazingly obtuse like moment of gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. So it was really, really kind of crazy that he did that. And also it really pissed off Jeremy even more. So there was really no benefit to doing that. Yeah. Jeremy did not feel mollified at all. You know, I mean, is Jeremy going to vote out um, Julie just because of what of what John did? Like dubious. Right. But, uh, you know, I think Jeremy's more strategic guy than that. But still, like, you know, definitely is not a great, a great, uh, great decision for John across the board. Do you think that Julie would have gone home if that they went to the tribal council, if they went to council? I mean, it looked like they were setting up Drew to go home, right? Like Drew is kind of like a being a jackass. Um, He is, you know, not working. Everyone's annoyed with him. Jeremy finally comes to the realization like, hey, I don't like Drew around. Like he's no good for my game. You know, he's so bad. I thought he would always lose at the end. But he's like, I can't like rely on this, this joker. Yeah, it definitely feels like Drew is getting the dodo edit of being sort of like the big guy that ends up being the first one voted out of his tribe. It's interesting. You know, it's interesting that Hunapu uh, has not gone to tribal council. You know, talk a lot about how not going to tribal council is really can hurt your your tribe and your ultimate game. Uh, you know, Josh getting becoming a very seasoned strategist. So uh, I want to go back to and this sort of ties into Drew because Natalie was the one to sort of call out Drew in front of the tribe. She was also the one to call out Rocker in front of everybody. Do you think that in the way that Natalie has been calling people out, does that endear her to the other people in the tribe who feel the same way but didn't want to say anything? Or does that turn people off from her? It seems like, I mean, it's it, then you had that scene with Jeremy, right? Where they were like sort of chatting and like Natalie is her confidant. Like, what does Muffin think though? Like, we don't see Muffin at all. Like, uh, sorry, Missy. Who's, who's, I was say, who's Muffin? <laughs> Missy, Missy. What does Missy think? Like, we never get to see her. Yeah. Uh, now, is Muffin your name for her? <laughs> yeah. I knew it was like an M name and I like totally by like, Missy, <laughs> Missy. Because I used to think that everyone was named Missy. Um, what? <laughs> It's really embarrassing. Um, what does Missy think? <laughs> um, like, seriously, like, she, we don't even see Missy in this. Like, did she even run in that immunity challenge? Uh, I think she did because she didn't sit out of it, right? Because it was only Keith and, and Dale sat out, right? Yeah. I didn't really even understand how the math I, worked. I don't remember her running. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I didn't understand how the math worked on that either because you have one tribe is down two people, but they sat out one person each from both tribes. Was that they that to get it down to to have like there was one extra pair? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That makes. Does that make sense? I don't even know if that makes sense. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't really know uh, where Muffin was on that. Uh, yeah, she, you saw her with Julie, <laughs> but not really about uh, too much else in the episode. But that's like ultimately, I think like, you know, it seems like that tribe and maybe it's just because we haven't seen the divides of that tribe yet. Like, it seems like that tribe is... Um, really you know like they seem pretty stable right like jeremy is running things 
uh, Missy, Natalie, and Julie are like, you know, with him. And then like John is kind of whatever, right? John and Drew are sort of like the doofus is off to the side. Yeah. That the And Keith, where's Keith? Well, I... What's Keith's gameplay right now? Well he get he's not spooning, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah. not even spooning with Josh. Yeah. Uh that's the that's the new Amazing Race team of uh yeah. Keith and Josh. There'll be a, there'll be another Keith on the Amazing Race uh next season from Survivor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those two guys. I would, I would, yeah. Anyway, so as far as uh Keith's game <laughs> Keith's gameplay, I think yeah. he's in Firefighters R Us with Jeremy. You know, Jeremy's just got like the big alliance. He's like coach right now. Yeah, I think that's right. Jeremy seems to like be solidly in control of that tribe and like really thinking strategically, you know, for the most part about about his, his game plan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, open this up to some questions from uh, you guys here on the night John Rocker gets voted out of Survivor. And so uh, let's go ahead and uh, take some some of your thoughts here. And as we go through the rest of the episode, uh, let's take one from Jeremiah Yap, who says, with Rocker voted out, will Koyopa's idol be rehidden at camp or could it be at Exile Island or no more until uh, Hunapu's is found. Steven, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, it's pretty. I think when someone is voted out with the idol, they don't rehide it. I don't know. What, I feel what like happened they do. With, what happened with the idol from uh, Garrett? I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, right? So, uh, what, yeah. I mean, basically, it's whatever like whatever the production feels like, right? Like if they want to like stir the pot, they'll rehide the idol, and if they don't, then they won't. Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I'm trying. I'm trying to think if they if they rehide the idols pre merge. I know. I feel like they always want there to be one in the game post merge. But as far as uh, pre merge, plus also Val got voted out with two idols last week. Yeah, I don't know if um yeah, yeah exactly exactly. So that's three idols from that camp. Yeah, I don't think Garrett's was rehidden. Um, I would be surprised if they rehid it. But you know, there, there's probably a swap coming up pretty soon, right? So uh, do you think we're gonna do a swap? Maybe not. I don't know. You're right. Maybe the dynamics are pretty good right now. Um, I, I mean, in my mind, like a swap is always like good, good in, in this kind of mix up the, you know, you get some loved ones on the same tribe and you, you know, that makes, you know, then you get the opportunity for the the mom to vote out. Right. Isn't this game all about like, it's like about two things. It's about Vitas fighting Aris and it's about Sierra voting out Laura. Yes. So we already, we already got Vitas fighting Aris with like Drew versus Alec. And now we need Sierra voting out Laura. And so I think they got to mix up the thing, the tribes. Yeah, well, that's that's got to happen post merge, though. Uh, who would vote out their parent yeah. uh, pre merge? It's like once you're getting know. close to that money, I think so. I think once you're getting close to the money, I yeah. think that's what that's what you need to do. Okay, uh, let's yeah. let's take another question here. Uh, let's take one from this is from uh, Kayla Shook. Yeah, Kayla says, uh, Rob Cistronino, how can Josh say he can't trust John when he himself has switched his votes the previous two tribal councils? Yeah. Well, when you switch your vote, you know, you always like come up with some reason to justify it. It's when other people like switch their votes around and say, oh, that's shady. Right. You can always justify your own actions. This is a lesson in human behavior. You know, people are hypocritical uh, and they often find that survivor is really a microcosm into the human soul. (laughs) <laughs> like we're joking well, i guess not a microcosm into yeah you know whatever whatever the appropriate metaphor would be yeah but it kind of is you know it's like you could do something to somebody else and it's like well i had to do that because this is what happened but you know you look at somebody else that does the same thing it's like oh that person's a jerk 
That person did yeah, it because they're because right. they're an a hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, uh, hypocrite, but a really a strategic one. Um, Nathan Wright wants to know, Rob, did Jacqueline's council comments not raise Rocker's suspicions because he thought she was talking about voting out Dale? That's interesting. Ooh, ooh, um, that's that is also interesting. Um, the thing with going back to Brad Culpepper and John Rocker too was that. In Brad Culpepper's case, that he also had a similar plan to what Rocker had to do, where Brad Culpepper came up with the plan of, hey, I need to get the girls feeling safe. I'm going to tell them to vote out Caleb. And that actually, you know, ended up being more of leading to his downfall than Rocker's plan to vote out Dale. I could have sworn that I would have bet that the girls were going to go talk to Dale and say, hey, Dale, guess what? Rocker wants to vote you out tonight. And he's like, he does? Well, that is, screw that guy. And so <laughs> I thought that's how Rocker, his downfall was coming in this episode. But um, just uh, just going going back to that, uh, what, no, what, what is your take on that? Do you think that Rocker really was getting suspicious or do you feel like they just put uh, different facial expressions in the editing <laughs> and made it look like he was getting suspicious? Yeah, I think probably the latter, right? You get a few good reaction shots. You, you can use them whenever. Uh, speaking of Dale, though, I love Dale. You know, Dale's got such great... He's such got so much. He's always cheering, cheering people on. You know, uh, he was in one of the sidelines, like go west. You know, and then uh, you know he's like, we'll defend John. He's our tribe mate. Like what? A, what a cheerleader that guy is. He really is. He's a, he's a guy that you want on your side, unless you were on the Amazing Race. Then he doesn't <laughs> like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you feel you like go. when like going just going back to Natalie when she was saying like, oh, everybody, you need to vote out Rocker and and do this. You know, is it interesting that the person who's leading the charge of voting out Rocker is the identical twin of somebody that the tribe obviously didn't care for in the first place? Like, so you have somebody who we already voted out the identical copy of this person. Now, here's that person trying to, you know, boss them into doing stuff. Um, Was that not a well thought out plan? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I I do feel like having your your loved one voted out makes you a little bit more mercenary or or a little bit, you know, you you sort of uh, become more. It seems like open people up, right? Like their games become a little bit more aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, blood versus water is fun. I wasn't excited that they were doing it, but um, I feel like I, I wouldn't want to see it again in Survivor 31. But I feel like the next time they do it, I think I would be excited about it. Yeah, like 35 or 36. You're like, oh, they're bringing back blood versus water. That's cool. Yeah. Even 33. I could live with that. Just don't give me it every fall is going to be blood versus water. Yeah, fall is, you know, fall is a time for, for change. Yeah, it's pumpkin spice, blood versus water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think about Survivor pumpkin spice? Oh, I love pumpkin spice. She's my favorite one of the Spice Girls. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, let's take another question. This is from Michael GM. Robin Steven with Rocker Gone. Who do you guys think will be the next villain of the season? Michael, the preview told us it's going to be Drew. No, he, he's going to be like the, <laughs> uh, like the dumbass of the season, but I don't think he'll be the villain. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Who's going to be the next villain? It's a good question. Um, will there be Jeremy? one? I think Jeremy has has got villain vibes. Like, give Jeremy a couple episodes, and you're going to get villainous Jeremy. Ooh, I like yeah. villainous Jeremy. Yeah. Have you noticed? Speaking of other people that we were not just talking about, um, that whenever there's a shot of Reed, he's always like scurrying around. Like the the shots of Reed are always of him being very like balletic. Interesting. 
I'll yeah. have to go back and I, I usually what I'll do is I will rewatch the episode Wednesday night and uh, sort, sort of just like take some notes to talk about in the interview on yeah. Thursday. So I, I will be keeping an eye on Reed's graceful moves. Yeah, he's always turning off the dark. <laughs> By the way, the challenge in this episode, it was called uh, Game of Throw-Ins was the name of the challenge oh, in this episode. Uh, and, a uh, you know, it's, you know, the challenges are always sort of, you know, a group uh, project. But uh, Miles Nye, friend of the podcast, uh, had, a, had a big role in the creation of Game of Throw-Ins. And I thought it was a good challenge. That is a really good challenge, and Miles is a great guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Because what was so, what was fun about it was that it combined the you know the challenge where you had from the Survivor fans versus favorites where Joel pulled Chet through the challenge. You had yeah. that element combined with sort of like basketball, but then you had to go get the ball. Yeah, I did like that. Like the ball was a little bit hard to get. You had to get it. There was a there was the pressure moment. There was that pressure moment when you know one person has to make or break the shot or has to make you know it's, it's a make or break moment when they have to get the shot and uh you know I, I as much as i don't care about people normally throwing balls into baskets like i feel like in that moment there's so much it's like such an iconic like pressure-filled moment but there's also like the scramble there's like is he gonna knock into me is he not gonna knock into me you know i, I, I thought it was a great challenge yeah could you take the other team's ball and just throw it off the course yeah, you, they should have. You know, now, future future people who do Game of Thrones, you not, now you know strategy. Yeah. I'm a bad sportsman like John Rocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's do a couple more questions here tonight live. Oh, Bill Simmons. Oh, he must have his, his three-week uh, social media ban must be over. Uh, wants to know, uh, can we address the elephant in the room? This season has been a complete dud so far. Very little strategy and too many tears. Agree or disagree? Hashtag I miss Vlachos. Steven, what's your take on that? Is, has this season been a dud so far? I mean, I kind of think Tony has just set the bar too high. You know, like we don't get Vlachos. Yeah. Yeah, don't... <laughs> Uh, you 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 double buzz? You buzzed yourself? <laughs> no, I, I gave you an echo buzz. An echo buzz. It was like like a mating call of the buzzer. No, yeah, that do not do not, Mister Simmons. You're suspended for three weeks from Rob as a podcast after that comment yeah. because do not show up on the night John Rocker gets blindsided with an mm-hmm. idol in his pocket and call this season a dud, sir. That was level one Survivor, and you know it. Stop it. I mean, I mean, level two, maybe. I don't know. What's the difference between level one and level two? Level one is like, uh, like you, when you see somebody who's a survivor friend, you say, did you see survivor last night? That's a level one survivor. Level two is like, uh, you know, it's not the first thing that you talk about with your survivor friend. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I would talk about this. Like the first thing with my survivor friend. Here I am. We're doing it. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> now look, you could say, look, I don't know where it goes from here. If you're a person yeah. who, who liked having John rocker on the show, you say, boy, that was a great episode tonight. I think it, I'm concerned that maybe it, it may not be that interesting after this, but I feel like if you're just looking at the yeah. episode that we just got tonight, it was a great episode. Stop it. Stop it. No poo pooing tonight's show. Yeah, stop it. Bill. Bill, Bill no poop. Knock it off. Um, Kirby Lewis? So Kirby Lewis wants to know, Wes flipped his vote from Baylor to Rocker very quickly. Is this because he's in an alliance with Josh, or is he just swayed really easily? Doesn't make any sense to keep a weak player and vote out your strongest tribe member. 
Well, we touched on this earlier. For Wes and Alec, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go ahead and do this. Now, maybe they think that, okay, we've got a new five-person alliance where it's, hey, we're the young people. We got the cool young people alliance, and let's vote out Rocker, we'll vote out Dale, and we'll have the young, the young cool alliance that's going to go into the merge. Uh, we're, you know... I just don't think it was a great idea to vote up the numbers because Rocker was good in the challenges. But Stephen, if you could lose the first three immunity challenges with John Rocker, you could surely lose the next three without John Rocker. <laughs> I think that's the idea, right? I think like ultimately someone like John Rocker, who is your anchor, like makes a lot of sense if you're winning anything. But uh, the fact that they're not, you know, you get to the point where you're like, this is not a winning strategy, like voting out you know, we got We got to vote out people who we think are like keeping the tribe apart and truly like morale and team unity is such a big part of winning challenges on Survivor. Um, it was weird how quickly who has flipped, you know, he was like Rocker's like number one guy. And then Josh is like, he's like, yeah, OK, yeah, that's a good idea. Like what? Like, how is that? How does that happen so quickly? I don't know. You know, it, it really was an interesting uh, decision. And I don't think I don't agree with the strategy for those guys to get rid of Rocker because while, you know, he was an asset in the challenges. And I think that maybe these challenges might get more lopsided now without Rocker. Yes, they were losing, but now losing now without their best player or certainly somebody yeah. who was helping. He did not do well in the challenge last week when he went head to head. Who did he lose to? He lost to, did he lose to, to in, in the duel last week in the pillow fight? He lost to the other John? To John. Little John, yeah. Yes. What? So he, he also <laughs> lost to his wife last week. So let's take last week out of the equation. That was not a great week for him. But I feel like for John to lose John Rocker, I think is a, is a mistake for these guys. Yeah. And, yeah. It's probably a mistake, but there, I, I agree with, I think ultimately what it does come down to is that like young person alliance. And I think like the next question actually, I think is related. Uh, actually, can I say one more thing about that real quick? That Dale from blade blur. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, just in terms of oh. get, getting rid of John Rocker, that while he was a person who was creating some negative energy, I don't look at John Rocker as a cancer in the tribe, a la a Shamar. Like, I don't think that he was what was holding the tribe back. And I don't think that they could say, right. well, now that we've got rid of John right. Rocker, maybe that'll be a new day for this tribe. I, I feel like, if anything, he was uh, somebody who was antagonizing the other tribe. But I don't think that he was antagonizing the people in his own group very much. What do you think of that? Well, because doing things like doing shady moves with like the votes and like, you know, I think you're probably, I think you're right. I think it's too easy to say that John Rocker was, uh, you know, the negative energy. I, I you know, apologize for having jumped to that, that insinuation, but you know, he was doing things like switching his vote at the last, or you know, being other people their votes and just kind of like double dealing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It's a hard game. It's a hard game. All right, let's go ahead and uh, how about another another question here, uh, Stephen? Can you make this question out? Yeah, Blade Blur. Daniel Ladiano wants to know: Do you think that Dale is now in trouble because he wasn't part of the blind side? Why do you think he wasn't included with the guys? And that's sort of what I wanted to say about um, you know about Rocker in the previous question was like, you know, I, I think you're right that it comes down to like a group of younger people. You know, I think on Survivor, it's very easy together. And probably that's why Wes flipped his vote so easily. Probably that's why Dale was left out. Like probably what, you know, that thing came together because 
you know, the young guys, the younger guys are hanging out, you know, it's, it's, uh, they're a bunch of young, good looking people, you know, Josh is a little bit older than, than them, but he still like fits in very well. Um, it makes sense that they would kind of have a very natural rapport with each other. Yeah. Um, it, age is a big thing on Survivor. And now Dale, he goes almost full circle where he was the odd man out in episode one. He worked his way in when he broke his glasses. And now here he is back on the outside looking in. Yeah. Too neat a narrative, Rob. I think he was always basically out and they gave him a bye when he like did the glasses thing. Every time we think Dale is out, he keeps pulling himself back in. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's yeah. do one or two more questions here with Stephen Fishback. Uh, Stephen, how about this one? Uh, Tom Tamilla wants to know, uh, predict what Drew will announce to Jeff at the Heroes Arena. Wow. I, thought, I mean, yeah, this is interesting. What, what do you think it will be? That they've lost the new Flint and they <laughs> want to negotiate a deal. And the deal yeah. they want to negotiate is for a bag of beans for, for another Flint. Or, yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. They lost the, They lost their second Flint. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, because how, how, how does it lead in? He's like, no one on my tribe will say this, Jeff, but maybe they want to merge. Maybe he like says, I think we should merge now. <laughs> well, that would be yeah. pretty ballsy. <laughs> That would be pretty yeah, ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the move. You know, you don't know. He's like, maybe, you know, you don't know with Jeff. Anything that tickles Jeff fancy could happen. Yeah. No, I do love the idea of, you know, Jeff just like people like at the tribal count or sorry, at the hero arena, they come to him and yeah. then they just make all sort of absurd requests. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like he has like a press conference. Does anybody have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, I've got one. Uh, how about today? Instead of a hero arena challenge, we have a <laughs> pizza party. Uh, what do you think yeah, of that? But we have all of our rice that we're willing to like change, for, you know, exchange for this pizza party. What do you party. think? Do- rice for a pizza party today. What do you think of that, Jeff? You've got, you got, you got to be able to negotiate. You know, you can't, his life is fine. So you got to really bring something to the table. Yeah. I talked to everybody in the tribe. They were all cool with it. If you are, Jeff, what do you say? Can we get Domino's here in 10 minutes or what? Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, walk me through this negotiating strategy, Rob. You come to Hero Arena and you say that you want pizza. I can't even. I can't even. This is not my forte. (laughs) You hate improv. I don't. I want to be better at it. I want to be better for you. I'm trying to change for you. But, you know, I I can't. can't. All right. uh, Let's take one more question here tonight live with Stephen Fishback. Uh, Stephen, the Energizer 61 Bunny says, was anyone else annoyed when Hunapu was whining about Cleopa being poor sports? Yeah, I mean, that was Natalie, really. It wasn't like the Hunapu, right? It was just Natalie who was like, immediately, as soon as she wins the challenge, starts yelling to John Rocker about what a poor sport he is. Yes, bad sportsman. Yeah, that seems like a false, that seems like a little bit, you know, pot, kettle. Yeah. Yeah. The twenties, the sportsmanship is not ideally what you would say is one of their top three, uh, one of their, you know, top three best qualities. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Steven Fishback, have you given some thought to who is going to get the fishy tonight? Is it Josh? I mean, it's gotta be Josh, right? How How many does he have now? He has two. And to be honest, like I almost gave it to him last week, except the live crowd was like, when we asked who they thought it should be, they like overwhelmingly said Julie. So I was like, ah, okay, Julie. Okay. Um, You're but, a man of the but, people. Uh, I, th- I mean, it made sense. I think Julie was had a strong week last week, but this week, you know, this week was all about Josh. Yeah. Josh has been a strong player so far. He's been, he's yeah. been, he's been very good. I thought that he but, was, okay. 
I thought he was going to be a little grating to his tribe, but uh, he's done. He's done very well for himself. Everybody seems to like him. He's really positioned well. And, you know, uh, not without his flaws, but really a great play. Oh, the, the other moment that I really liked was when he tried to pull the wool over Wes's eyes at, in the lake about the idol. And Wes was like, oh, did you get the clue for the idol? And Josh was like, oh, yeah, the idol's on their camp. The idol's at their beach. And Wes was like, okay, but but what about the idol on our beach? Like, who's got that? And Josh was like, oh, yeah, John Rocker has that. You know, he like tried to, he tried to like do a misdirect and it completely failed. Yeah, threw him off, threw him off. Okay, yeah. uh, did you like the move of Wes selecting uh, Josh to go and hang out with Keith? That seems, that's interesting. You know, that's an interesting, like it both, like that happened last week too, right? Where um, uh, Julie chose Jeremy to hang out with John. It seems like, people are really choosing like their sort of tribe leader to be the one to go and like make bonds with their relatives. It's kind of an interesting strategy. Yeah. It's interesting that you send to a person you like. So it's almost, you have to like kind of tip your hand a little bit. Yeah. Cause you're, you, you, yeah, that's exactly right. You're tipping your hand. You're like, you're, you're pegging that person as your number one ally. Cause you're sending them to like build that bond with your family member. Yeah. All right. Well, tomorrow, Stephen Fishback, we've got a very, very big day. Uh, in addition to your article on people.com, we're also going to have our interview with John yeah. Rocker, which as of 7.03 Pacific time uh, has not been canceled yet. So uh, as of six, as of 7.03 p.m. Pacific time, we're still on for our interview with John Rocker. Plus, we'll talk with Todd Herzog. We'll take your questions on our Facebook page at Rob has a website.com slash Facebook or Facebook.com slash Rob has a podcast uh, and take your voicemails with Antonio Mazzaro on a big, big Thursday on Rob has a podcast coming up. Um, that sounds pretty great. That sounds great. I'm really, I, I always like the Todd podcast and then Antonio. Podcasts. Yeah. The Todd casts. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, so that's going to be very, very fun. And Steven, this Sunday night, it's the return of the walking dead. And you know what that means? The walking dead live returns the post show recaps at nine 15. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, uh, I believe actually at 10 15 PM Eastern time, uh, myself and Josh Wiggler will, uh, oh, break man. that down. Season five of the walking dead. Wiggler's great. I just met him for the first time. What a great guy. He is. He is one of the greatest. Uh, fantastic. Also, uh, Josh Wiggler is doing exit interviews as well on uh, Parade Magazine. Um, everyone's, you know, come on, guys. You know, give, give us give us a little bit of, you know, I feel like everyone, you know, not everyone gets to do exit interviews. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, gets to do exit interviews. You know, a few people. But let's let's be it. Now. I mean, Josh Wiggler, if anyone deserves to do exit interviews, it's Josh Wiggler. Yeah, well, he's one one of the few in the proud. So you can check yeah. out uh, his exit interviews as well. Uh, follow him on Twitter. He's at Round Howard. So we had a, a great show tonight, Stephen. Thanks to everybody who uh, made it through and uh, put up with some of the technical difficulties. I know that they can be a uh, a real b word sometimes. Uh, yeah. But what do you? What are we gonna do? Not do the not do the show live? Not in my not not in my hero arena, Stephen. If they were a man, we'd knock their teeth out. Yes, that's right. That's what we think about technical issues. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Muffin, I will see you next Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Christmas. Okay. Yes, I'll be <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, everybody. Have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Big, big day on uh, Rob Has a Podcast. Thanks for watching. Take care, everybody. Bye.